Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hey team, welcome back for another week. My name is Josh Baldwin and I am your host here on the Switch Leader Podcast. I am joined today with a first time guest. Shouldn't, shouldn't be his first time. We discussed this already. He's asked if I don't like him. I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> I love Quaylen Johnson. All right. So, <laughs> hey man, Quaylen, I'm really glad that you're hanging out today. Excited to get to hear some of your wisdom. I'd love it if you take a minute and tell us what part of the Switch team it is that you're involved with. Well, what is up, everybody? I, I totally kidded with Josh and said that he doesn't like me. I know he likes me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm a part of our Rogers Switch team here in Northwest Arkansas. And so, yeah, I've been a part of this team for two years. But, yeah, man, it's been a blessing to be a youth pastor in Northwest Arkansas. Very cool. Hey, so this week we initially started and we said, hey, we, we really want to talk about the importance of developing discernment. And so as we talked a little bit more, we went, hey, really, a lot of what we're wanting to hit on is, do you know how to pivot? Right. Because knowing how to pivot is really important. It's actually really important in life. Like if you've lived long enough, you know that if you don't know how to pivot, you might get run over, okay? Because you're right. going to have to know how to pivot in life. But in youth ministry, especially dealing with teenagers and dealing with the culture that is ever-changing, man, you got to know how to pivot. And we also recognize that having sound spiritual discernment is an important part of being able to pivot well. And so I'm really excited to hear some of your thoughts, Quaylen. I know that you might have a few questions that could kind of kick off how our leaders begin to get in the right frame of mind for this episode. So I'd love to hear what you've got. Yeah. If you are a basketball fan, I love basketball. And uh, when you think of the idea of pivoting, it's actually like pretty fundamental in basketball. But if you think situationally, what's happening is a player is typically faced with an opponent or faced with a challenge head on, but they're kind of stopped in their, in their path and they need to pivot in order to create a new angle, a new way to get to the place that they want to go. And I think that's so important because on a Wednesday night, you may walk into your Switch experience and you go, all right, I'm here. I have a plan. I'm excited to get to Switch Group. We get to the message. We get into Switch Group. And then the conversation that I want to have, I don't have. And I have to find a new angle, a new way to discuss the topics that we want to discuss, to discuss the, 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 the needs that are in the room, all the different things. And you have to find yourself pivoting, creating new angles in order to relate to your students to create something that they're ready to come back to, but also ready to invest in. And so pivoting is, is, is essential to being a switch leader, a switch group leader, especially when it comes to our, our conversation. And so pivoting is, is a unique uh, idea for me. But a question that I would have for you, Josh, this is just as I'm like processing openly, one of the things that I think through when it comes to pivoting, it takes tenure, right? Like if you think about a new basketball player and just getting the basketball in their hand and getting an opponent in front of them, it's like, okay, well, do I dribble through this person or do I dribble around this person? Do I create a different angle? How do I get open? Like, you know, all different things. And so like, I think it takes tenure with your tenure with our team. How is, how have you, how, how have you seen pivots 
happen in, in ministry? I have seen them constantly have to happen in ministry. Yeah. And I've told people before, as much as it was necessary for us to pivot for many years, like, you know, I mean, always, it's just always been important in the way that we're doing ministry or that we're constantly being willing to change the way that we're doing it because approach is important. The message never changes, but the approach has to at times. Yeah. I, I would say the last four or five years, man. Like I just, the, the amount of times that we had to pivot just felt exhausting actually. Like yeah. we were just so many things changed in culture. And as those things changed in culture, it created a need for us to change our approach. And it, it became really, really tiring. I think what, what I learned over the years, number one is that I was capable of doing it, even right. though it was really uncomfortable. I was capable of doing it no matter what it was. So regardless of what the pivot was that we had to do, as long as us as a switch team were united and acknowledging it was necessary, man, we could get it done. Some of the ways that I think I saw it done on a more personal scale would be conversations with students that I expected to go one way and did not land the way I expected. And right in the middle of the conversation, you're going, man, I had a plan for this. <laughs> like this right. was supposed to be very clear cut. Like the, I did not even think this was complicated and right. it just got real complicated. And yep. when that happens, it's, it's easy to panic. But what I've learned is no, I'm equipped to recognize that there are so many different ways to turn here. And yeah. I, I think that when it comes to pivoting, what I learned is the most important thing for me to do is display grace. And yeah. that would be for the person that I'm talking with and for myself and to kind of recognize maybe even like humility is probably another word to yeah, go, hey, great. yeah, you had a plan, but your plan might have sucked. Yeah. Like you might have had a really bad plan. And that's yeah. okay because you're a human being. <laughs> and so it's it happens. Not every plan can be a great plan. If we're referring to sports, we've seen some coaches put together some plans that they thought were great and then they got the crap beat out of them, right? Like that, and not every right. plan is a, a great plan. So sometimes at halftime, you have to come up with a different plan so yeah. that you can approach the same conversation and be able to get somewhere. And I think that having having grace and humility and being willing to say, hey, this could go a direction I didn't plan, and that's still a win. Right. And I think even as you were talking, something that really stuck out, because it seems like we're, you, like you didn't say the word, but the word is there, but and it's mission focus, and it's around care, right? Like your plan, if your plan is always to care for the student or care for your group, I think there's a lot of value in a plan. And so like, whatever plan that you have to pivot or do something different, like just recognize like, all right, let's just care first. That's my first lens. Then the second lens is what tensions am I balancing? Where am I leading a student? And I think even it, like talking about discernment a little, uh, a little bit is that like, yeah, that's the discernment piece is like, where am I leading you? And our, like the mission focus side of that is to become a fully devoted follower of Christ. That's, that's where I'm leading you, to become a fully devoted follower of Christ. But how do I do that in the lens of care? How does it make sense to meet your need in this moment? And so all that to say, we're always balancing tensions. And so 
I think it's important. I think we, one of the areas I like to talk about is group conversation because you are also balancing biblical conversation with building community amongst your students. And I think that's just really tough to balance sometimes on a Wednesday night, like when you just had a silent disco and your students are pumped. They are excited to be a part of silent disco and you get them in group and you're like, well, let's go through the message tonight. And they're like, man, this is everything that happened this week. And they're chatting and they're going crazy. And it's amazing for them. And for you, you're like, we ain't got nowhere. <laughs> like we have nowhere in our conversation. We talked about the Bible. We talked about the focus scripture. We haven't done any of that. And so how do you pivot in those moments? I think it's important to define the relationship. And that means to set expectations revisit them and make them very clear. When you're in a group and you're trying to balance the tension between that biblical conversation and the community aspect of the night where your students are maybe wanting to focus a little bit more to the community side and you're really passionate about the biblical conversation side, defining the relationship and coming to clear expectations of how you operate in a night like this is super important. Your students are a part of that information, defining that, letting them be a part of that and going, all right, so when we have a fun night, I just want to have fun. I want to come in the group and I just want to talk and I want to do all the things that we do, maybe throw a party, do all the snacks and all the fishbowl questions that we can. I just want to have fun. But maybe through a hard week and you've visited with your students throughout the week and in the lobby. And you're like, all right, this is a night where we need to just like pause, check in. Like that is making the expectation clear. Like tonight we have a lot going on in our group. And so let's just let's just be mindful of what's happening around us and let's hear the stories and how do we plug into that? How do we make sure that everybody feels heard? And I think once you define those expectations and you kind of set some boundaries for the night and revisit them, it makes it really clear when you step into group time and that helps you, but pivoting is always going to be a part of the equation. You're always going to have to, a student may say something that takes a conversation completely left and you're going to have to pivot and you're going to be met with an obstacle and you're going to have to learn how to move around it. You're going to learn how to get through it. And I think that's the part that we talked about where it's like pivoting is, is it's a, it is so hard when it, when you come up with a plan. And so what is the right planning? that you do as a switch group leader. And I think that's pretty simple. I think the first thing uh, I kind of define it as the three C's. The first thing, these are baseline things that you do to show up prepared. But the first thing you do is collaborate, collaborate with your co-leader, come up with a plan that is going to work probably for every night, but then also partner with parents because at switch, we love to partner with parents and include them a part of the equation, especially if you're a middle school leader, high school gets a little bit weird because it's more of like a middleman conversation than it is yeah. like one-way conversation, but we partner with parents. And then you partner with your students, you include them a part of the process. Two, you care. Your care doesn't just stop or start on Wednesdays. I think that's like the first thing you have to recognize. If all the care and all the things that you, you have implemented only on Wednesdays, you're going to find yourself pivoting a lot because what we know is that a student shows up and their week could have gone any way possible. And if you're not plugged into what's happening in their week, you're going to hear about it all on Wednesday night. 
And yeah. imagine having 12 students in a group or imagine having seven students in a group and you haven't connected with them throughout the week and you show up to Wednesday night and they just have a lot to unload. You're going to pivot a lot. Preparation matters. And it's just through the process of care. Like, all right, I'm going to care for you. I'm going to show up for you outside of the days that I'm supposed to. And if you've been through switch group leader orientation, you've heard us talk about that, that right showing up prepared piece, especially for your switch group leader. And that's just like, that's like one of the fundamental pieces is like, listen, show up prepared, prepare to hear stories, prepare to, to plug in with your students and your parents, all the different things. Your care doesn't stop on Wednesdays and it doesn't start on Wednesdays. It's throughout the week and it allows your students to be a part of that. And then the last thing is capitalize. Capitalize on the resources that you have. Your youth pastor does a really good job of giving you weekly communication, monthly communication, yearly communication, seasonal communication. And I think that's super, super important when it comes to planning the night because, yeah, one night may be a silent disco or a glow night. And the, and the other nights may be, hey, we're focusing on prayer. We, we're focusing on silence and solitude. You might have an access guide or a message guide. Those are resources. This podcast is a resource for you to be able to jump in and know that, okay, this is where I'm going on a Wednesday night. And so those are just like three things, collaborate, care, and capitalize that are baseline parts of our communication when it comes to being a youth pastor and also our preparation. So you said collaborate, care, and capitalize. As you were talking about care, you you mentioned, you know, your care for students doesn't start or stop on Wednesday nights. If the only time that you communicate or see your students is on a Wednesday night, then your relationship to them is defined by and limited to this church building. And right, that's not right. what you want. And that is not what will make you a genuine influencer in their life. When right. I, I grew up in Switch and people that I would have thought of as those Wednesday night I, people that people that were just there for Wednesday night, I would think of those as a church volunteer, right? Church right. volunteers are great. Every church needs volunteers. And like, we need people to help, you know, make sure that things happen. And I'd say, Hey, that's a, they're a church volunteer. They volunteer in our church. That's great. The people that I looked at and I said, that's a switch leader were the people that I knew I'm going to see them all the time. Like they're going to be a part of my life. And it may not be that I get to see them physically multiple times a week, but I am going to get to, in some way, communicate with them throughout the week because they genuinely care about me. They don't just know what I'm doing on Wednesday night, but they know about what's going on in my life. And that kind of care, that level of influence is what will truly take you to this different level where you go, right. well, it used to be that I loved serving and switch because I got to have conversations with these different teenagers. And sometimes they say crazy stuff and sometimes they seem more engaged. And either way, you know, Wednesday nights are fun. It takes you from that level to this other level where you go, hey, I'm not just the volunteer in the church, but I'm a family member now. Right. To these students, if something happened to me, it would wreck them because I'm a part of the family. In the same way that when something's going on with them, it wrecks me because they're a part of my family. And so right. we don't just want this to be, hey, this is the group I volunteer with at church while I'm checking the box. We want right. this to be something where you understand we are trying to facilitate a relationship. We're trying to set you up to be able to build something with a student 
that probably couldn't be built in any other facet of their life because we're going to put so much intentionality to it that not only do they feel like we want to know what's going on and we're on their team, but that their parents are going to be like, man, there is no other adult relationship in my kid's life that is more meaningful than this one. Like there is no other adult in my kid's life that I trust more than I trust this one. And that's who you want to be. And there is not an easy path to getting there. It takes work. Jesus put in a lot of work to develop relationships. It was relationships is what he did, right? Like he made sure that people felt incredibly loved. And I, I don't know if you noticed, but there are many, many examples where he physically with his disciples walked many, many, many miles out of their way to make sure that they were showing love and developing relationships. And so this is the part that's like, this is going to be work. You're going to have to put in that work. But man, the effort that is put in will pay off in the end if you're able to develop those relationships. Yeah, that's good. I think even when you think of the lens of pivoting, one thing that you can always do as a basketball player, one thing you can always do as a football player is gain context. And how do you gain context? It's, good. it's by It's by watching film. And when you watch film, you're going to learn that this person loves to set up right. This person loves to set up left. And all you have to do is do the right things in order to make sure that you can avoid going left or right and feeding into maybe their strengths. And why I say that is because like context matters. And when you're a part of a family, like one of the things that I heard a statement said one time by a leader was like, it doesn't take a village, it takes a church. And Mm -hmm. I think that like, I think what's good about that is that, yeah, when, when you think of church, you think of family, and we want our students to think the same. And so, like, man, when you're coming in and you you may have to pivot or you may have to find out a little bit extra context, recognize that you're doing that because you're trusted by parents. Like, we are built up on the trust of parents as a switch ministry through and through. That's, like, a part of our identity. But— yeah. All those things that we do when it comes to a normal Wednesday night, when it comes to preparing for a Wednesday night, it looks like gaining context. It looks like making sure that we show up prepared because we want to take advantage of all the opportunities we have to pour into our students in their lives and make an impact. And so it's it's difficult at times, but I can tell you when, once again, your mission is to care for your student, to be a part of the family, be included. That is one of the areas that I think that you can always capitalizing is recognizing that you are part of the family, that we're built up on the trust of parents through and through. And the context that it takes to get there is through care. And I think that's called relational context. Absolutely. So guys, what what we've talked about is it's just incredibly important for you to know when and how to pivot. And for you to know when and how to pivot, you have to have some form of spiritual discernment. You have to be working on your own relationship with Jesus enough, close enough to him to know this is an opportunity. Things not going the way that I originally planned is not a loss. It's a win. And so now I have to have the discernment to know where are we going from here? And so Quaylen talked about several different things. The three C's, we're going to collaborate, we're going to care, and we're going to capitalize. So important. And he talked about DTR, which is defining the relationship 
which you know was news to me until about 15 years ago when I told my wife I was ready to take it to the next level. And she said, well, that's not going to work. You're going to need to define <laughs> the relationship. You see, she Come wanted on. some clarity too. And so our students, our students want clarity, right? They, they need to know what is the expectation out of this group? What is the expectation here? Because if you don't define it, then to them, they could go, well, the expectations that I show up on Wednesday night and you're who I sit down and talk to for 30 minutes. But if you define the relationship that, hey, I want us to get to the level that you can trust me with anything and I can right. trust you with anything and that we're not just acquaintances anymore. And as a matter of fact, we're not even friends, but we're family. Like yeah. if that's if that's the relationship that you define and you can't just do that on night one. So understand you can't just walk up to a kid on night one and be like, hey, man, we're going to be family. Right. Because that's crazy. OK, so don't be right. crazy. You're going to freak some people out. OK, don't freak people out. Be, be realistic here. But your goal as you continue to get to know them better is to start step by step inching a little bit closer to that family feel and to them feeling like, man, I trust this person. And the thing that will get you to that point is knowing when to pivot at the right time when you have a plan and you think this is where we're going and that student comes in and they are heartbroken about something going on in their life and you go, hey, plans out the window, we're going to pivot. We're going to show some spiritual discernment and we're going to recognize right. that tonight they need something different than what I was originally planning to provide. And you're going right. to have so many opportunities to do just that. Hey, we thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please be sharing it with other switch leaders so that they're continuing to grow as well. Thanks for joining the switch leader podcast where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Tomorrow.